Uh, I'm not done with uh, what the Lord gave me last week, and it's just been stirring in my spirit, and I believe we're going to take you deeper tonight. So uh, we're going to talk again from that thought, don't forget to harvest. Is that all right tonight? Uh, And tonight I'm going to put a tag on this that I really want you to focus on because God wants us to have optimal results in our life. He doesn't want us to have substandard health. Is anybody in church tonight? He doesn't want us to have substandard results in evangelism. Don't forget the harvest. He don't want you to have substandard provision in your life. Amen. He doesn't want our families to be substandard. Isn't that right? And these are all things that you can harvest on if you know what you're doing. So we're going to talk about don't forget the harvest. But the tag I want to put on tonight is don't forget the harvest the best. Everybody say, let's get the best. Let's get the best. Amen. I want you to go to our subject scripture in in John 4 and 35 on the screen. And then we are going to um, put more focus. Amen. On our key verses tonight. But uh, our theme verse came from John 4 and 35, where Jesus told us what not to say. And I love how he even teaches faith in this verse. He said, uh, do you not say, amen, that there are still four months to, uh, then comes the harvest? Are you not saying this? Basically, what he's telling you to not say is to not say that there are four months to the harvest. Aren't you guys saying this? Haven't you been saying this recently? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they're already white for the harvest. Do you all see that? So New King James says it even clearer. Do you not say, do you not uh, pontificate in and of yourselves or reason that there are four months to harvest? Isn't this one of your philosophical viewpoints that it takes this long to get a harvest on this seed? I'm telling you, don't don't even get into that space of looking at it through that lens. I'm saying if you get in the spirit, if you look up, you lift up your eyes, you'll know that the fields, they are already white. For harvest, explanation point. Can you tell that God wanted to get us a message? Amen. They're already ready to be harvested. So with that in mind, amen, I want you to look at Genesis 47 and 6 tonight. And I'm just laying a foundation on this harvesting the best. Genesis 47 and 6. This is during the time where Pharaoh was welcoming Joseph's family, namely Jacob, Joseph's father and his brothers. And he says in uh, Genesis 47 and and 6 first, he says, the land of Egypt is open before you. I like how that sounds. Amen. That sounds like a lot of potential, doesn't it? The land is what? Open before you. It's a statement of the skies is the limit. Whatever you want, whatever you need. Somebody say it's open before you. And this is Pharaoh talking to Joseph. And he says, settle your father and your brothers and the what? And the what? Come on, y'all gonna help me tonight. In the what class? Settle them in the what? The best. The best. What are we talking about tonight? Don't forget to harvest the best. Amen. Pharaoh said, look here now, when you bring your family here, Joseph, you settle them in the best part of the land. We don't have time to teach this principle tonight, but let them dwell in Goshen. How many of y'all know when the lights are out in the world, they ought to be on in the kingdom. When the cattle is dying in the world, our cattle ought to be living. Isn't that right? That's what it means to live in Goshen. Everything in Goshen is working. Their cattle are dying. Our cattle should not die. We've been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the what? 
kingdom of his dear son. I want to say it this way. Amen. If the world is dying of sickness and disease, we should not be. Isn't that right? We should be getting healed. We should be getting delivered. And then we should be getting them saved and getting them healed and getting them delivered. Isn't that right? Is that right? So he said, put them in the best part of the land. What was the best part of the land? Let them live in Goshen. And then if you find any capable man, I'll put them over my livestock. He gave them a job, too, if they wanted it. Amen. And in verse number 11, this is so good. Everybody say the best. And Joseph situated his fathers and his brothers and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt. Where, y'all? And the what? And the best of the land. What does God want you to have tonight? I believe he wants you to have the best. Somebody say, and I'm going to get it. I said, I I believe he wants you to have the best health. Somebody says, I'm going to get it. I believe your liver ought to liver all your life. I believe your pancreas ought to do what pancreas do all your life. Isn't that right? I believe your four chambers of your heart ought to pump and function as they should. Are you listening to me? You ought to be able to breathe in and be, breathe out because you ought to have the best health. And we're going to show you how to reap that tonight. Everybody say, I'm going to get the best. Amen. Numbers 18 and 12. Amen. God was talking to his priests uh, in specific in this verse. And I want to say parenthetically, and this is good discipleship. This is why you should never get mad at a genuine godly pastor or preacher. Amen. That is doing well. I didn't get a lot of amens on that. I need to teach on honor. I said you ought not ever get mad at a preacher or a pastor that is doing the work of the Lord that is doing well. Isn't that right? Amen. And this scripture is written specifically to the Levite priest. And notice you can also appropriate to yourself as a New Testament church. But God was talking to his preachers here and he said, all the best of the oil, all the best of the new wine and grain, their first fruits, which they offer to the Lord. I have given them to who? To you. Now. Why does this apply to the church at large? Because you, too, are a royal priesthood, are you not? You are a what? Holy nation. How many of y'all know it's enough for all of us to have the best? Isn't that right? Is that true tonight? What does God want to give you? The best. He wants to give you the best of the oil, the best of the new wine. So, Mom, I started studying my Bible this week, and I started realizing that God really does have a preference. Amen. You know, there's something to be learned through this lesson tonight that uh, you can have it your way. I mean, this really is Burger King. But uh, in the kingdom, God actually has a preference. And I'm learning as I'm studying my Bible and studying this principle of the best that God wants us to have his preference. And according to the four scriptures we read already, God's preference is the is the best. Amen. First Kings 10 and 18, because I'm still proving my point and I'm a lay a foundation. Then we're going to take you on a ride. Y'all still here? Amen. Over in First King 10 and 18. This is so good. Amen. And uh, the Bible says it so well. Amen. He says that moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with what kind of gold? Pure gold, which some translations calls the best gold. Do y'all see that on the screen? Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the what kind of gold? Amen. So that means there are different types. Are are y'all in here tonight? Yeah. You ever heard of 1418? Mm -hmm. Right. 
Yeah, are the different types, right? Now, don't get get off, and I'm not talking about jewelry specific, although God has no problem with you having that. But understand, there is a principle I'm driving tonight. The Bible says that this king overlaid his throne not with any old kind. Isn't this right? What, What kind was it, class? Am I doing okay tonight? He wants you to have the best anointing. He wants you to be optimal in your gift. And what he's called you to do, whatever it is that God has placed you on the earth here to do, he wants you to be the best at it. There are lawyers and CPAs in this room right now. And and, and, and I saw a doctor, if I'm not mistaken. And and you know what God wants you to be? He wants you to be at the top of your field. He wants you to be the best at what you do. When I preach, every time I preach, I'm trying to preach my best message yet. Isn't that right? I'm always in competition with the last message I preach. I don't shirk my duty during Bible study. Are you listening to me? I fully expect tonight's lesson to be premium steak. People didn't come to church on Thursday night to hear any old thing. You came to get a word, did you not? You didn't come here tonight to kick rocks, did you? You want to get a word, right? So I, I put my best study in prayer and fasting in before I got up tonight. Because God wants you to have the... So he overlaid the throne with the what kind of gold? Have I laid a foundation yet, y'all? Now, this is going to help some of you come back to life. Go to Luke chapter 15, verse number 22. This is going to really help some of you who are in the dung heap of life. And we're going to pick up on that trauma that we talked about on Sunday. Did that bless you last Sunday? Amen. We're going to pick up that on Sunday. But I give you a little taste of something because uh, over in Luke chapter 15, verse number 22, I want you to notice, amen, something that ought to make you scream, holler, amen, get real excited about your future, even if you mess some things up in the past. Amen. The, the, but the father, everybody say, but. but, amen, there ought to be a but in your life. Shucks. There ought to be a turning point. Isn't that right? There ought to be a shifting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Didn't do everything right. Amen. In the first 26 years of your life. Everybody say, but But. somebody say amen to this. Hallelujah. But the father said to his servant, bring out the what? Am I still laying a good foundation tonight? What kind of robe did the prodigal son's dad want him to have? Which is a type of your heavenly father. That's all this story is. It is a mirror image to how your heavenly father wants to deal with you. He said, bring out the what? The best robe and put it on him. What does the best robe do? Well, similar to my tablecloth on Sunday, it covers up all your scrapes and scars. Come on, all your mishaps, everything you didn't do right. And then when you finally repented, you put the robe on and you were made new. Isn't that right? Everybody looks clean in the robe, don't they? Amen. You ever seen a choir singing choir robes? They all look the same. And hallelujah, in the kingdom of God, when we get blood bought and born again, aren't you glad that we all look the same? Aren't you glad that we all come out brand new? Is this okay tonight? So he said, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring out the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. And this is the part that ought to make you shout and scream. Look at 24. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. If you're in here and you was ever dead, but now you're alive again because the blood of Jesus, you ought to give him great praise in the house of God. 
Hallelujah. Because he gave you his best son when he gave you his only son. Glory to God. I once was dead, but now I'm alive. Oh, hallelujah. I was lost. Are y'all still here? But now I'm found. Is that okay? And as a result, they begin to be married. So have I proven the point that God has a preference? Out of about five quick scriptures in 10 minutes at the start, we want to lay a foundation that God's preference is the best. Now for this business of don't forget to harvest them. Because God can have a desire. John 10, 10, I came that you might have life. Come on, finish it for me. And have it how? How does God want me to live? He can have a plan for that, but why is it that so many believers don't live that way? Their families are not abundant in joy. Marriages are in trouble. Is this this true tonight? Kids are off the hook. Come on, right? One child's wearing on drugs. The other child is doing this, promiscuous. This is going on. So now we can shout about God wanting us to have our best, but until we get real sober about how to really get that best, amen, we are still missing something. So that's what I came to do tonight. And in these last 30 minutes, I hope to do a good job of that for you. I want to show you again uh, to a greater magnitude how to really harvest. Hebrews 10 and 1, 2 and 1 says we can let something slip. And I'm learning that a lot of believers are good in some cases at sowing. But to harvest, it takes more work than it does to sow. And I want to teach this tonight so that, amen, you don't come and sow to the spirit like you're doing tonight. Come to Bible study. Amen. Bible said we sow to the spirit. Galatians six will reap of the spirit life. Well, when you sow to the spirit, you got to know how to pull life back out of the spirit. When you get a word like this, you got to know Mark chapter four, how to protect it. So Satan doesn't come and steal the seed of the word. Isn't that right? Because you didn't come to waste time tonight. Are you still here? Amen. So we can't forget the harvest, but we can't forget the harvest because, uh, amen, we got to know how to harvest. And once we learn how to harvest, amen, we got to keep that up before us. Are you all still here? So so Habakkuk 1 and 10, and there, you all don't have to turn it, don't put it on the screen, but it gives me a good lead into something relative to this idea of not forgetting to harvest. Because the Bible says it is because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crop. Don't forget the harvest or my lack of harvesting in any area of my life, according to Holy Scripture, has nothing to do with God and everything to do with me. Because we just established that God wanted me to have Did y'all see why I spent five scriptures on that? You see how important that is? It's my will that you would prosper in what? And be in health. But that's only going to happen as your. So if I'm not prospering and being good and being in good health, if if I am not producing crops, amen, according to this scripture, amen, it is because of of me. There is an area, come on, where my soul. Is not prospering. And my soul is not prospering for some very clear reasons. Can we have a little bit of fun with that? 
Amen. Well, your soul might not be prospering because you have a religious relationship with God. You have high religiosity. You come to church on Sunday and Thursday, but that's about the only time you pray and read your Bible in the week. And in fact, that does not produce harvest. Are you all here tonight? Can we get sober a little bit? Amen. Do you know that this thing is a lifestyle? It's a prayer life. Paul told the church at Colossians that you would persist in prayer. That that is something that I have to stay on. It's a word life, right? I got to stay in the word. John 6, 63, his word is spirit and it is life. So the only time I read my Bible is when Pastor Gabe opens up his Bible on Sunday morning. There's a strong chance that I'm not going to harvest the way that I should be harvesting. And the reason why I'm not harvesting the way I should be harvesting, according to Haggai 1 and 2, it's because of you that the heavens do what? But wait a minute. If I'm withholding something, stay with it. I got it. (laughs) I can tell you all again with me now. If I'm withholding something, Joe, can I just withhold this mic for a second? Amen. Do I have the mic? Amen. Now, if the mic belongs to Joe, but I'm withholding the mic. Amen. But I've given Joe instructions on how to get the mic from me. Amen. Whose move is it to make sure he gets the mic? Joe, is Joe, Joe's got to do something, doesn't he? Yeah. Joe's got to make some declarations, doesn't he? Yeah. Joe's got to release his faith, doesn't he? Yeah. Joe's got to work Christianity, doesn't he? Yeah. And I'm telling you, y'all, that ever learning, never coming into the knowledge of the true spirit is in the church. And that's why we have so many losing Christians, because all harvest is harvest is indicative of winning. Harvest, come on, seed time and harvest is about a seed breaking through. And if stuff ain't breaking through in your life, come on, I'm not here to discourage you. I'm going to show you how to do it. But it's because you have forgotten to what? To harvest. It's you. No, your marriage is in shambles tonight, not for any, not because you didn't hear how to do a good marriage. I know you've heard how to go, do a good marriage because I've done all kinds of marriage retreats, marriage seminars. I've taught on the family, especially if you're a member of this church. Oh, God, a thousand times. It has nothing to do with the teaching. It has everything to do with the application. Because when you get nudged to argue instead of listening to God, you listen to the devil. When you get nudged to be in unforgiveness, instead of listening to God, you listen to the demonic imp that tells you to hold on to it a little while longer. So blaming your marriage on a lack of communication and all these other tertiary popular psychology things that the world gives you, amen, is futile. The bottom line is you are not harvesting on applying the word to your marriage. It can get quiet. Y'all. I'm, I want you all to know how comfortable I am in my own skin. I'm not bothered if, if you if you just mm, I don't know about that. I do. You know what I've gotten used to saying a lot in the last five to six years of my life. Some of you have heard me say it in discipleship. I'm right. You ever heard me finish a sentence like that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with that. That's OK, but I'm right. You know, you don't have to agree with gravity. Try it. Go to the top of this step at the end of the night and just take a leap and say, I don't that's called a sprained ankle. Because I don't agree with gravity. No, you're not spiritual. 
And because you're not being spiritual, you're not harvesting, amen, what you should be harvesting. You shouldn't be in a church like this for 10 years and not be any more progressive than you are today. You just shouldn't, because I know we preach the whole counsel of God. Amen. Your, your money should be going up. Your health should be going up. Your familiar relationship should be going up. Your overall peace of mind ought to be better. But the Bible says it so well. When the sower sows the word, Mark chapter four, the enemy comes and steals it. And he will steal it because your ground is not good ground. Good. Whose fault is it when the ground ain't working right? Are y'all getting this? No, I'm still in Haggai 1 and 10. I pastor a church, so I don't have to rush. I'll be here next week. It's because of you that the heavens do what? Withhold the dew. And the what? Earth produces no crops. The earth, what earth? The earth of your life. The earth of your existence is not giving you the crop that you should have. And that has nothing to do with anybody else. All right, teach it this way. Come on. You ever uh, made a lot of money and looked up and said, where would it go? Come on. Come on, somebody. Is this right tonight? Amen. Tax season come in. You get a little chunk of change or something. And before you know it, you turn around and say, well, I know we had, but I just looked at the account. Come on. One more brown sweater later. <laughs> Two sneakers. And oh, by the way, that extra car you bought. Right. That didn't make any sense. When your house needed a roof. Right. Come on, class. Whose fault is that? No, sometimes even the money came in, but you didn't put the money. That's just on a practical level. But we're going to be more spiritual tonight. Amen. There are things you ought to be harvesting, but many Christians sit out their development. You should be harvesting on coming closer to your purpose. I did a whole class in this church. Amen. At the end of the year, at least three or four segments during discipleship. How many of y'all remember that on purpose? Right. Do you know today you should know your purpose is if you was in that class? If you don't know what your purpose is and you took that class with Pastor Rogers for four or five weeks during discipleship and you still have no earthly idea, you didn't do the things that was needful. I feel like quoting that verse, he who is without sin, cast it. I want to ask you, please don't throw any stones to me. Come on, right? So when we're missing something, we're missing something because we let something slip. It's not because of God. We let something slip. Come on, I think it's in use my scripture, please, Amos 4 and 7. I really want to walk through this because y'all know Amos was a farmer. And if we're going to learn about farming, we ought to study the guys in Scripture who did some farming. But now notice what God says in this verse through the prophet Amos. He said, I also withheld rain from you when the harvest was still three months away. Watch this. I'm trying to prove a point. Look at this. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it from another. This is so good, y'all. One field had rain. Another had none. Look at this and dried up. You can have in a church a fruitful, blossoming Christian sitting on the same role with somebody that's dried up. Both of them are fields. 
And God said, I sent rain to one and the other I did not. Why Israel during Amos's time? Because one was obeying God and living the fruitful wife and being obedient and subservient to the things of God. But the other was sitting out the processes of God. Are y'all listening to me? Y'all, we swimming upstream tonight. Amen. And that's one of the reasons why, amen, one could be on the path, single sister to getting married, and the other's not. Amen. Somebody say, oh, that's good. I know this is good tonight, y'all. It's a little itchy in the ring. But I'm still going to preach it. Are you all still here? Amen. And, and, and so, so God says, amen, don't forget the harvest, but not forgetting the harvest tonight has more to do with introspection. It has to do with you saying to yourself, now, what are those things in my Christian walk, in my Christian development that I need to start doing so that I can be developing into the best that God wants me to have? Now, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. It takes more to harvest than it does to plant. So we remember this maybe from last week, but we're going to look at it again. Amen. How then do we harvest, Pastor Rogers? You're talking about don't forget to harvest. How then do we harvest? And our theme verse gives it to us in John, amen, 4 and 35. And in other places when Jesus clarifies, amen, as they were saying the wrong thing. But do you not say Jesus actually said, but he was implying. Now, look, y'all are saying the wrong thing. You should not be saying that there are still four months of the harvest. Behold, I say to you, look up, look, look, excuse me. I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the field for they are all ready. What? White with harvest. Were they saying the wrong thing? Can we agree to that? All right. So how then do we harvest? Amen. And what part of my Christian life am I going to really have to start observing if I'm going to harvest? Amen. Number one, words. Do you remember that? Words. What is it that I'm saying? J.B. Phillips translation of Galatians 6, uh, 8 through 10. uh, And you all can find it back there and post it for the people. But it says something. It says something that I don't want you to ever forget. It says, don't be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. I love this phrase. I love how J.B. Phillips says it. This translation. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on. On what he sows. So what I have in my life has something to do with what I'm sowing. Pastor, connect that to this whole concept of words. The Bible says the sower sows. Is this getting good tonight? The sower sows the what? The word. We know that's the word of God in all applications of practicality. But are you a sower that sows words over your life? What words are being spoken over your life on a constant basis if you are going to harvest? I mean, I'm saying decreeing every day that this is my receiving day in this area. This is a time in my life where I am blossoming. I am no longer broke. Amen. I'm no longer in lack. Hallelujah. If you came out of harlotry, I'm no longer a woman of promiscuity. Come on, class. I shouldn't be just saying stuff that's going to bless my pocketbook. I should be saying stuff that's going to transition my Christian character. I don't live like that anymore. Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm not a liar anymore. Come on, we're separation, are we not? I don't do what the world does. Somebody say amen. 
That's what I should be saying every day of my life. I want you to understand the Bible says if you sow to the spirit, you'll what? You'll reap of the spirit. I decreed today because we were waiting on an inspector, a county inspector to come and inspect the repair that we had. I went outside and I looked at my doorbell and I decreed, amen, because I needed to get amen to another site. I decreed that this doorbell would ring, amen, whatever time it was by 145, 24, whatever it was. But it was 45. So let's say 145. I decree that this, this, this will ring by that time. Maybe it was later in the afternoon. Amen. And uh, I'm telling you that there would be a contact by 145. Now, watch this. If you sow to the spirit, amen, there's a place you can get to the, in the spirit where you can decree a thing, amen, and it shall be established. But learn now, learn, not next month. See, that's what I'm teaching you tonight. Do you not say that there are four months to the harvest? I'm saying this already I'm saying, say the day that you're healed and you're healed. But that's that place in God that comes after regimen and after seeking him, after causing your spirit, man. Your spirit, man, is in control. Amen. The Bible says the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain and in trouble. Your spirit, man, is running the show of your life. So back to my example. I decreed, amen, the contact would occur, amen, at 145, whatever the 45 was, amen, amen. This was around 120. So that left about 25 minutes for that event to happen. Are y'all listening to me? Now I'm going to show you a principle that's going to really help you. 145 comes and I don't get a call from the inspector. What is that an opportunity to do? Take back what you said. Stay with me. That's an opportunity to say, well, I guess this faith stuff don't work. Now, I'm too seasoned in it. I've seen it work too many times, so I was not tempted in that. Are you all listening to me? But what I'm teaching you tonight is, is that's what the devil does when you go back to the doctor and they say there's been no change. You got to get used to saying, oh, yeah, no, there has. They just, it just ain't showed up on the, on the screen yet. But the change happened from the foundations of the earth. I was already healed and I will be harvesting my healing any moment now because I get up and seek the Lord every day. I'm in a regimen with my father. Furthermore, my heavenly father loves me. So it didn't come at 145. Yeah. So what's that an opportunity to do? Doubt that the power of God is flowing through. Yeah. Doubt that your words really do harvest anything. We're still on the words. So are souls the word. I tell you what, it didn't come at 145. But I tell you what, I laughed at that devil and said, ha, ha, ha. Any second, any moment now at 152. Right. <laughs> y'all don't like me tonight. Uh, you'll catch up with me later in your Christian development. I said at 152, the inspector said, uh, uh, yeah, hello, just want to let you know. Aha, there you go. There was the contact I was waiting for. Hey, y'all, if it happens seven minutes later, I think I'm still in the margin. I, I, I'm trying to help you understand that if you won't give up on something you said, I'm still in the margin. <laughs> Amen. Some demonic imp will say, well, it didn't happen like you said it, but it sure did happen. 
Seven minutes? I'll take seven. And see, you mess with me, I'll make a sermon out of it. Well, God was complete me anyway, because seven is the number of completion. I'll reframe it. I'll make it all fit. Either way, all things work together for the good. I wish I had some help for those that love the Lord. Inspection came and it worked. But it's those fine details of our Christianity that we got to do. If we're going to get God's best, he tells you so thousand dollars, you get five hundred. But you had a thousand. Now, why should you get the best crop? When he told you what to sow, can you get the best with disobedience? God tells you, take your wife out and be more kinder to her and, and build her up and strengthen her. Amen. Instead of taking her out. Amen. You go get take out food. And bring it home and flop it on the table and let her know just how special she is. And you want to harvest. And it don't work that way. You coming home with Dairy Queen. And soft serve ice cream that's melted by the time you get to the door. Backwards in a hot dog. Are y'all listening to me? So can you get the best of the land if you're not willing and obedient? God almighty. Come on, Isaiah 119, if you be willing, am I still teaching the best tonight? You'll eat off the what of the land? The good of the land, which is the best. Are you all with me? So the first thing you got to do if you're going to not forget the harvest is you can't forget the power of words. Guys, I'm speaking words all the time. I'm saying I'm confessing every day of my life. I mean, this is just normal. This is always coming out of my mouth. I'm always decreeing what's getting ready to happen. Any moment now. Are you all still here? I'm always decreeing, amen, that my body's healed. My money is full. Are you listening to me? My loved ones are healed. Whatever I need from the Lord. I prayed for you all today, interceding for the members. Just spent time in my prayer room, just praying for saints. And God's just putting people up before me. Are you all listening to me? And I really believe those prayers are going to come to pass. Are you all still here? But then the second thing on how to harvest, amen, and there there, there are three W's, is we need y'all wisdom. Wisdom. Harvesting is all about the wisdom on how to and where to. Are you all still here tonight? How to in what class and where to? I'm still over in John 4. Amen. Bible says, do not say, or rather, do you not say, there are still four months, and then comes the what? Harvest, behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and what? Look at the fields for they are already what? Now, why did Jesus have to say that to them? Because there was a component of wisdom that they were missing. The harvest was before them, but they didn't know it. Is that wisdom? Wisdom is knowing, know how, where to. It's here now, amen. Paul said, you know, not that I desire a gift, but that I might, I desire that it would abound to your account. So you can have an account loaded with harvest in any area of your life, but if you don't know how to with draw it, isn't that right? Are you still missing something? That's the wisdom of God. Bible says he gets oil out of the flinty rock. How do we know oil comes from the flinty rock? Because we got the wisdom of God. 
Now, before you got the wisdom of God, you didn't know that oil came out of. Come on, car. Is that right? Y'all, let me teach it this way. How would you feel to get to heaven? Amen. And you owned a partial of land. Maybe your house was on it. Maybe it's just a half acre. And then you get to heaven. Amen. And God says to you, man, you've been so tithing all this time. And I wanted to bless you and increase you. And I had financial abundance for you. And I was trying to get a message to you, but you wouldn't spend enough time praying in the spirit and spending time with me and studying your Bible. You know, and you missed three Bible studies out of four a month. And, uh, you know, so I was trying to tell you something and I was trying to get it to you, but I can't break my rules. I have to speak through a person in order for me to speak to you. You got to get in my presence. And uh, what I've been trying to tell you is, is that half acre of land that your little ranch was on Amen. underneath your land was loaded with oil. Is anybody here? Do you know that happens all the time? No, you had precious oil and minerals. And if you had fracked and you had dug and did all the stuff that oil people do, amen, you was an automatic decamillionaire. Is that the wisdom of God? So are there things that God knows that we don't? Uh Uh-oh, this is the big boy pants tonight. So does that mean that I got to spend time with God so I can know what he knows? Because if I ever learn what he knows, it's going to provide an abundance of relief in my life. Y'all, it's quiet in the room. I said, if I ever learn what he knows, it's going to provide an abundance of relief in my life in that particular area. Because God's resources are always available to me. I paid for half of a billion on this church property, not half of a billion, half of a building on this church property with another asset that was on the property. What was that, dear? That was the what? That was the wisdom. Was that the wisdom of God? Yeah. Pay for half of the building because of the word of God. Now, you can sleep on this if you want to, but I'm telling you how to harvest and I'm telling you, amen, how to get everything in abundance that God wants you to have without you having 12 different degrees. That's what I'm teaching you tonight. I'm saying if you ever tap into the wisdom of God, uh, Oral Roberts used to say it this way. Sometimes a harvest on the seed is a great idea. God dropping something on you and telling you where, what, when and how. Amen. And the Bible talks about how the water gushed in the wilderness out of the rock. There's a gushing theme to your life. Amen. What my brother, Pastor Ronnie, calls hitting the gusher. There's a gusher that you hit once you tap into the wisdom of God. You tap into the wisdom of God, things are going to change. Do you know even how you manage a child that has some attitude issues is about the wisdom of God? It's about the wisdom of God. Are y'all getting this? I know of, of, of individual in ministry whose son was acting up and, uh, oh, God, they just kept disciplining. I'm sure it came with a bunch of lashings or spankings or whatever that came with that. And everything in between. The boy kept growing older and older and uh, finally became a teenager. And he was just bold faced, hard. And I just no, I'm not going to do anything. He rebelled against it. Finally, one day, the dad said to him, listen, if you won't submit to me, I'll submit to you. We're going to officially let you have your life. Your way. But I think he did it this way. 
You can have your life your way, but without my resources. <laughs> and what is that? Is that wisdom? I tell you what, you start wearing white T-shirts and Chuck Taylors to school every day. Because that's what you can afford. And just do your life your way. I will keep my full salary, my resources, and I'm going to submit to you for your life. That boy turned it around. He's on track. He's a grown man today. He's happily married and doing well last I heard from him. Are y'all listening to me? So sometimes, y'all, it's just a, it's just a tweak. It's, it's a wisdom. Is this good tonight? Don't forget the harvest. Amen. I got to say something, but then I have to have the, the wisdom of God because, come on, Haggai 1 and 10, if I am not harvesting, put it back on the screen. We're going back to John 4 and 35, but I'm not going to let you forget it. If I'm not harvesting Haggai 1 and 10, the heavens above you withhold the dew and the earth withhold its fruit. It does all of this because of who? You. You. Amen. It's because of you that the heavens do what? Well, so evidently at a certain point, I got to tap into me. Now, Christian maturity says this. When you start shouting off a message like this, you're ready to be blessed. Isn't that right? Because he who he loves, he chases. And y'all, if you're like me, I don't want to shout about something that ain't going to happen. No, sit me down and tell me how to really get it. No, I believe I received my healing, but you're mean as a snake. No, work with me on my meanness and rebellion to God so I can really get through this because the Bible says that Satan would have no claim over you. And sometimes you're not walking out your healing because Satan has a That's why I stay in my love walk. I said, that's what I do. You do whatever you want, but I stay in my love walk. Amen. I don't fall out with people. They can fall out with me. Hallelujah. But I don't fall out with anybody. Amen. Amen. Pray for them and bless those that would despitefully. Isn't that right? Use you. You stay in that love walk. Amen. And then you stay healthy and strong and vibrant and doing well. Amen. Don't forget the harvest is about the word of God. It's about the wisdom of God, knowing what to do, when to do, and why you're doing that. And God is leading you and guiding you, and you run smack dab into the gusher. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now everybody's on track. Are you being blessed tonight? Amen. Amen. And then number three, don't forget the harvest. Number three, work. Harvest is more work than seed sowing. Any gardeners in the room? Hey, man, thank you so much. All right. Thank you all so much. All right. If you ever planted a row or a crop or anything, y'all, seed planting is not that hard. It's not. You can lay out a whole row in minutes, depending on what seed it is. Amen. A little bit here and there, a little bit here and there. You just keep going because you dropping seed. Isn't that right? But wait till the harvest time when all those vegetables are up. Are you all in here? Come on, speaking of trauma that I'm preaching on on Sunday, amen, my dad had gardens when we was growing up, and he used to grow butter beans. Anybody here ever harvest butter beans? Help me, Autry. Good God Almighty. I don't want to see a butter bean. 
I don't even like eating them too often. It brings stuff up for me. I just, I'm teasing. I still eat them. But man, butter bean harvesting, you got to get down and oh, you, and by the time you sat at one bushel, your knees aggravated. And my dad used to bunk your back, get down. He was ruthless. You cannot get it like that. Get down on your knees and get those butter beans. That's my dad. Are y'all listening to me? That was hard. You mess with some okra without some gloves. Woo! Be a little itchy. Is harvesting a little? Come on, getting a squash and seem like to me they they be aggravating you. They just hide. Can't get me. And don't start with potatoes, cause they go under the ground. They're a root system. So you got to break up the ground. Amen. If they hadn't fully, they hide too. Right? To get them out. Right. So which one is harder? Which one takes more work? Planting or harvesting? Is this good, dear? Did that bless you? So see, guys, this is why I'm opening our eyes to this, because many of you are great planners. You tithe every Sunday. And remember last week's message? Amen. He would rebuke the devourer. Well, that's your healing. He'd open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. You don't have or blessing, don't forget it, the empowerment to prosper, right? One blessing that you don't have room enough to receive or overflow, right? That's your wealth. But I'm telling you the reason why there's still sick and broke people in our churches is because you are great at sowing, but not so good at harvesting. Because harvesting takes some regimen. To harvest, you got to stay in the garden. Hallelujah. To, to cut down a head of collars, you got to get down there, baby. And you got to work it. You got to work it. And you'll be out in that field all day long when you really, really harvest. Isn't this right? So work, 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 work. And where do you get that from? Because it has to be in the text. Back to John 4, amen, <clears throat> and 34 this time. Put it on the screen because I'm almost out of time. Jesus said to them, amen, because they said this man ain't even eating. He said, my food is to do the will of him that sent me. And to what? finish his work. Uh, amen. I, I don't got time to sit down and have lunch, Jesus was saying. My meat is to keep working. I got to work this field. Man, I've been so busy in this church and all throughout all of our other stuff is, stuff recently, I feel like I've just been passing my wife, giving her a high five. All right, see ya. Amen. It got so bad the other day, I, I think I came back and said, I forgot to tell you I love you. I love you. I see you. Moving, right? Man, we busy, right? We working. We working. Well, that's harvest. You got to get to it. You got to be about it, right? And so many believers have not mastered this. And pastor, what does this look like? Well, back to Ecclesiastes 5 and 3. Would you go to Ecclesiastes 5 and 3 on the screen? This is so good. For dreams result from much work. Isn't that good? Dreams result from much work work. See my college students over there. Dreams re- result from, hey, I know I got a paper due tomorrow, but I still got to get the Bible study tonight because my spirit. Look at that. Some of y'all working with that right now. I can tell. Yeah. And you know how I could say that? Jesus knowing their thoughts. That's a spiritual gift you just saw. Amen. Yeah. Jesus knowing their thoughts. All right. 
But I, I got to get here because I still need to feed my spirit. But then I'm just going to stay up late tonight. Just going to brew some coffee. I'm going to get this thing done. I do what I got to do. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. We harvesting. Come on. Come on. Come on. I feel like you get with me now. We harvesting. I'm going to get what God wants me to have. Amen. Come on. Sleep is not at a premium. It's not that important. Amen. I rest at appropriate times. Hallelujah. But I got to be about my what? Father's business. Amen. Because Deuteronomy 28 and 12, you don't have to turn there. We're still just talking through this. Didn't he say he would bless the? What is he going to bless? The work of your what? Of your hands. So, guys, I want to really stay on this because as we and I don't think I'm done. I think I'm back here next week as we talk about don't forget to harvest because my heart goes out to people. I don't like seeing people, a man lacking something they should have had. That it really belongs to you. Those of you who might be new members or thinking about joining KCC, you will know, amen, that this is a heavy giving church. We don't sway away from giving. We have no problem with it. We don't apologize for it. We're just not corrupt with it. Amen. We're blessed to be a blessing and we're a blessing. We do different types of offerings. And all of our offerings are Bible. They're in the word of God. It's not one we do that you can't find in scripture. I told God when I started this church, if it was in the Bible, I'm doing it. And that's what we do over here. And as a result, we've been blessed. As a matter of fact, we are debt free. (laughs) One hundred percent. And I'm not about about to go into more debt. Praise God. Are you with me? But if that's the case and since that's the case and I know I got babes and people of God in the Lord of this ministry that is given like that. No, no. Pastor Rogers has got to preach this. We got to get into this because some of you need to start harvesting the way you're supposed to harvest. I'm saying there's some breakthroughs. Is this a breakout year? There's some breakthroughs you're supposed to have. It belongs to you. It's your kingdom, right? Hallelujah. God said it was yours. And all of it has to do with some element of this thing that I gave you tonight that I'm positive you're not doing or you have not done long enough. Show yourself a pattern of what? Good works. Pastor, I've been tithing. I hadn't seen anything. How long you been at it? Three good weeks. God is just. But I'm believing. Can you do anything beyond a quarter? Come on, class. Come on. We off the Daniels fast now. But are you still eating right? What are you sowing to your flesh? Come on. Isn't this right today? Are you still making the right decisions in every area of your life? Amen. Off the Daniel's fast, not just food. Are you tempted, young man or young woman, to go back to pornography after you've had 21 days of total cleanliness? I'm going to tell you guys something, and this is for somebody in the room. One of the reasons why I lived holy as a young man in my 20s, amen, is, and this is, this is what kept me on track. I don't know who this is for, but I feel led to say this. What kept me on track is, in my mind, I believe any time I got over into some mess, I, I started over. I hit the reset button. Now, one of the things a misappropriation of grace will do is make you think that there is no recovery season when you get off track. But I'm telling you, when you get off track, if for no other reason, because you're thrown off. 
You're going to go through some rehab, not to qualify for what God wants you to have, but to get your faith and yourself together so you can believe for what God wants you to have. God will still want you to have. He said, if your conscience condemn you. Yeah, God does not. First John three and 20. God loves you. He want, he still wants you to have it. But you don't you don't get off the train in some sexual sin this week and inherit heaven and earth. Next week. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, I know I know some of y'all come from other churches where they bamboozled you. And that's why you left that church. So you can come on over here and finally anybody ever say, I'm just going to break down and hear the truth. <laughs> well, I'll just get somewhere where they preach the truth. I, you know, I, I've been going 10 years like this. Ain't nothing good happened yet. There's got to be a better way. Isn't that right? So I'm just going to, I'm going to break down. Now think about how foolish that sounds. I'm going to break down, go somewhere where they preach the gospel. (laughs) But that's what Christians do all the time. And you know why? They stay at all those other places. Men love darkness because their deeds are evil. And darkness loves dark company. But when you start coming in some light, Guess what's going to happen? The life going to turn on in your life, too. <clears throat> like tonight, you, you're, you're, you're going to start finding yourself in the word. No, I'm serious. I, and you can be mad at me if you want to. Your marriage is messed up tonight because of you. It's your fault. Truthfully. Now, qualifier, you can have one spouse that's out of the will of God. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm talking about when two Christians are together and they just can't get it together. Whose problem is that? And I'm a counselor and I'm telling you that this is the truth tonight. No, it's you. You need to adjust. You need to do what God said to do. Oh, I'm pushing hard. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. If you are a heady, mouthy, strong wife, you need to learn how to be quiet sometimes. You just need to learn how to zip it. You just talk too much. Woo, patty cake, patty cake. Preach Gabe Rogers. That's right. I can clap for myself. You don't have to clap. Amen. 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 Yeah. I'll be quiet sometime. Amen. Amen. If you are a kneeball brute of a husband and just have no tender kindness to you, somebody say amen. amen. You need to lighten up. But no, really, wives, you sometimes you got to be quiet sometimes. <laughs> See, I just said the men to balance the room, but I'm telling you, not so often, Job, woman, you sound, you just talk too much. <laughs> I was trying to make the ladies feel better. Then the Holy Ghost said, I ain't talking to the guys. <laughs> Go back to those women. That's who I'm talking to. You got to follow the voice of God. Amen. If he want to talk to the men, he'll tell me to talk to the men. Why? why he, he wrote a book called Wives. When he going to write Husbands? When you become a good wife, then I'll tell him what to do. But Eve was deceived. Eve was deceived. And Adam didn't do his job. Are you all listening to me? So sometimes you just got to adjust yourself. Anything missing in my life, is, it's not because of anybody else. It's, it's me. I'm OK with that tonight. I'm fine with that tonight. You know, why I've gotten colds before. I went outside without a hat. I didn't come in just wrestling with the devil. You devil from hell. 
and he's over there in the corner. Hey, man, <laughs> bro, you had a wet head, went outside with no hat, and you, you calling on us. Now, we'll make you sicker. We hate you, but don't, don't come blaming us for nothing, Gabe. <laughs> he does know me, by the way. Paul, I know Jesus. I know. He knows Gabe Rogers. He doesn't like me at all. Are you listening to me? But you went outside like that. It's quiet. I better close this Bible study up. Man, I'm going to shout you on Sunday. Keep some of y'all in the church, God. <clears throat> Amen. And a dream is a result of what kind of work? I'm closing. So we got to start saying something. Isn't that right? We got to seek the wisdom of God. And what's the last thing we got to do? We got to get back to work, baby. We got to get back on what God called us to do. You need to work that marriage. I don't know why God keeps marrying me to marriage tonight. Maybe he wants to minister to a marriage. You got to work that marriage. Isn't that right? You got to humble yourself and say, I apologize. You got to work those children. You got to work everything you're doing. You got to be sober in it. And then you got to speak. Amen. What is that passage? Um, words. Why are they so sharp? Y'all know in harvesting the sickle, the round yeah, around instrument, I think it's Isaiah 49 and 2. Yeah. He has made my mouth like a what? A sharp sword. Glory to God. I need to start saying some stuff and cutting some stuff up in my life. What is my mouth like? A sharp sword. I need to start to cringe. Man, the doctor say something about your body. You, you use your mouth. If he said the power of, of death and life is in your tongue, why did he put death in your tongue? No, really. Think about that. Why is death in your tongue to kill stuff that don't belong in your life? I kill that growth in the name of Jesus. I'd never forget last year during the faith conference and I close with this. I'm on the preach healing night and I'm out here. Amen. And folk are getting healed, too. I mean, the power of God is moving yet. Amen. The last couple of weeks under here was some sort of growth thing that was occurring. Amen. And every time I'd go get cleaned up or whatever, I'd feel it. Amen. And I, I, I just remember speaking of that thing and killing it. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Next day you wake up, it is still there, but dead. How you know it's dead? Because my faith said it was dead. Are you listening to me? Stay with me now. No, I'm not going to no doctor. It's dead. I said it's dead. I curse it at the root. What did Jesus do to the fig tree? Was the fig tree still looking like a tree the day he cursed it? Yes. Yes, the day he cursed it, it still looked. And it looked like it was a lie. But come on, boys. A few hours later, what the boys say? Hey, Jesus, ain't that that tree? Because now that same tree. Well, y'all, about three, four weeks later, amen, after that faith conference, amen, one faithful day I woke up and that thing was gone. It's still gone. Hallelujah. Are y'all listening to me? You got to learn how to decree a word, stay on that word until you see the fulfillment of that word. And that's what harvesting is all about. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Your child having problems in school, you keep decreeing over that child. Hallelujah. Daniel 1 and 17, they're loaded with learning. They're loaded with the wisdom of God. My child is brilliant. And before you know it, my God, he'll be an A student. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 
but don't let it slip. Are y'all listening to me? And don't let the devil condemn you about something you're working through. No, the power of God's still working through you. Why are you working through it? Are y'all listening to me? We had record healings that week. All kinds of moves of God. Babies got healed. Oh, it was so rich. Y'all remember Wednesday night, this past faith conference? But now what did Pastor Rogers not do? Get up here and start talking about woe is me. There wasn't time for that. Are y'all listening to me? Because the power ain't of you, no way. I'm just using you right now. I'll take care of your stuff. You stay on your stuff. But hallelujah, the anointing is flowing now. Is this helpful tonight? Don't forget to harvest. I'm not done with this. Is anybody still getting anything out of this? Come on, that's enough for the night. Let's stand to our feet. Don't forget to harvest. Hallelujah. What do you have up before the Lord? He's made your mouth like a what? Sharp sword. Y'all, we getting ready to go home. <clears throat> Don't forget to harvest. Hold it up. Hold it up. Stay on it. We got to learn how to take something from the Lord and just stay on it. Stay on it till it comes into fruition. Stay on it. Stay on it. Stay on it. Don't persist. Persist in prayer. Amen. And when you're persistent in praying, you don't have to say the same prayer over and over again. Once you've made your petition, you start thanking God. You start thanking God. The devil tried to discourage you. You remind the devil of his destiny and you tell him that you're already healed. You already got the victory. You're already one with what God has spoken over your life. Amen. Amen. I hope that was helpful tonight. Amen. Now, I wasn't trying to condemn you when I read Haggai 1 and 10. What I'm trying to do is really turn the light on. Mom, what's that profession you're in? Esthetician. Does I say that right? Yes. The skin. Now, what they do so well is when they really want to help your skin. Anybody in here ever have a spa treatment? They get that bright light. And one of those bold mirrors and turn it on. And man, you start seeing stuff in your face you didn't know was there. <laughs> At least they do. Right. Now, from a bird's eye view, you look pretty clear. Until they. And that's what all of us need to do tonight. We need to shine the light on areas that we are just not putting attention on. And that's why they're slipping. Isn't it amazing how nature teaches us this? Boys, what happens when you go five weeks without a haircut? Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> you know, if I don't shave or cut my hair, give me five weeks, I'll have a full beard and start afroing out. It'll happen that fast, right? You let something go. You can let something go. Amen. We're getting ready to pray tonight. But I want to pray that out. I want to pray it out in a vein of people that know that there's harvest. How many of you know that there's a harvest for something you're dealing with tonight? Healing, finances, 